This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. On the brains. The soybean market tips back and forth and eats nuance of rain forecast in South America. Dr. Elwin Taylor once said that they can get by in the Mato Grosso with 50% of normal rainfall there as they actually get more than needed for the soybean crop each season. There have been areas where they've only gotten 25% of normal. Rain there has to come with timely consistency, however, as soils do not have much residual moisture holding capacity. Late soybean planting will be a detriment to their producing a good corn crop. There will be acreage and yield losses in southern Brazil where they've gotten way too much rain with an extended period of flooding. They have predicted as much as 20% will be replant, and whatever gets replanted to soybeans will not grow a second crop of corn. This is not a great start to the growing season, and there will be some degradation to production. Some of the excess rain in southern Brazil is leaking further south into Paraguay and into northern Argentina. Conditions have improved in Argentina, but are still short of full recovery from drought. The election result may give Argentine farmers incentive to expand production. They think the confiscation tax on soybeans there will go away when Melee takes office on December 10th. That means nothing will get sold in the interim, but then bin doors may open. It also means that there will be growing U.S. dollars with this next crop to put fresh blood into their economy. That is how Brazil has done it. That should be huge new financial incentive for Argentine farmers to plant. China is reportedly looking to source Argentine corn instead of ours. An El Nino weather pattern would be for the Mississippi Delta and southeast U.S. to get wet this winter. Much of the Mississippi watershed region to the north, however, is being missed, which continues to deduct from river levels. A decent rain system across the Midwest in late October benefited part soil moisture conditions, but one or two more similar rain events are needed before our soil moisture profile will be restored. We've got nothing since, and there's nothing in the forecast. It'll freeze up soon, ending the opportunity for this fall. Snow typically does little to benefit subsoil moisture. If we could get just a little help from the Chicago Board of Trade, corn basis levels are attractive enough to encourage some cash sales. Our local ethanol plant is bidding 25 cents over Chicago for November, 23 over for December, both bidding off the December contract, but then 12 cents under Chicago for January, bidding off the March. They obviously need corn now at basis creating a spot market premium. Farmers are holding for $5 plus cash, and even given the positive basis, need little strength from the Chicago Board of Trade to get there. We have orders to advance corn and soybean cash sales as advised sitting in wait. On the hogs. It is a sad Thanksgiving for hog producers whose only hope is that this is the ideal time for a seasonal low. A lot of equity is being drained from producers this year. And lower corn prices are not enough to help. The strength in the soy meal market sustains that portion of high feed costs. Iowa State calculates that integrated producers are losing nearly $35 a head, which I do not think includes all of their labor costs. This loss is all coming from cheap hogs as the standard packer margin from packers buying them has them making over $43 a head. The industry has no choice but to match wheat demand with less supply. China is not bailing out demand this time with plenty of pork of their own. U.S. herd productivity is bankrupting producers, which will eventually be forced to account for more of it in their production plans. On cattle, 
We have not yet seen the depth to which supply will yet fall to in this cattle cycle. Cow numbers in calf production will continue to decline, and when the drought ends, stocking grazing capacity will recover, giving feedlots competition for feeder cattle going on wheat and grass. The correction in feeder cattle is now enough to attract new buying interest, and the seasonal turns positive soon as well. Looks like it is time again to fill the pens and look to hedge buying the replacements next year for those down feed when sold. Yes, demand can be a problem. I think that consumers are running out of extra cash, and that may impact what they can spend on beef. Beef prices are falling with cattle prices. While overall herd numbers are still declining, larger on-feed numbers and near-record market weights maintain the front-end supply, which, reading the market, has become burdensome. Feedlots are about to struggle with margins, and if they fight the market, they'll only dig deeper. The futures market may have adjusted for the numbers in the November on-feed report. Going forward, it'll be marketings that determine Fed price discovery. They have slowed relative to placements, which does see leverage to packers. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.